This is Recruitment Agency Ignition with With Andy Whitehead. Helping you build your recruitment employment business fast. Fast, fast. Using digital and automation and one to many systems, tools, and inbound strategies. So, today's session, the Laptop Recruiter, it is, as it says on the tin, we are focusing on building a laptop recruitment business. So, about 70% of companies are company. By companies, it means size one to three, four, five people want to have a business that's doing really, really good figures, but they want to be working from their laptop. So, we're going to be sharing some really awesome um, strategies with you and also case studies and some really cool bits. But for those of you who know me, um, I don't do passive. I don't do sitting back, fiddling around on Facebook. I don't do basically wasting your time and mine. So shut down what's around you. Let's take the next 60, 70 minutes. Let's get this on point. So we're actually going to be creating a project focus for your, your business, a project focus. So as we go through, we're actually going to, going to complete the nine projects that you need in your business, the nine projects in your recruitment stroke search business that will give you a high six-figure, seven-figure, and this isn't some BS. This is what is being used right now. But we're going to give you the nine projects to build this business and build it virtually. Now, as you go through in your workbook, you've got the following sheets here. We've got um, a set of action pages, a set of action pages. So these are nine projects we're going to fill out. My apologies, a bit of a delay there. So these are nine projects you're going to fill out. So you come out of here with a plan. Now, as we go through in your workbook, you've got these pages. So what I want you to do is this under project one. So when I talk about project one, I want you to detail what the name is, the insight that you've taken, the action you're going to be applying in your business, then any questions. And the questions I'm going to answer at the end, okay? So any questions you've got, I'm going to answer them. So let's make this an implementation workshop, not some just sitting here, wasting an hour of your time. Change isn't going to come about by doing that. And then some Tony Robbins thing, it's fact. So go to these pages inside your workbook. As we go through each project, detail the project name, the insight, the action that you can take away now, and any questions you've got for me, and I'll answer them head on. So the, the, loads of people still coming in. Final time. This isn't passive. In your workbook, detail the project name, the insight, the action, your questions for me, and I'll take them head on. So while we're here today, big question. The laptop recruiter, so what is it? So most people in recruitment know me as the inbound or the automation guy. So the biggest names in recruitment actually asked me to help build their businesses in the background also. So my background is digital strategy, has been since 1996. I've been in recruitment just short, um, just short of a decade now, 100%. And the laptop recruiter, what does this mean? So 95% of companies who come to me are size one, two, three, four, five, looking to essentially get to their first half mil, their first mil, then on to two or three. That's what they're looking to do. And of those, about 70% actually want to have a business. They might be working from home now. But they want to have a business that runs a, well, essentially from their laptop. We've also got members who are in an office and they've got uh, an office maybe starting off with three, four, five, and then within a year it might be 10. If that's how they want to do it, absolutely cool. We've got clients who are doing 60 million, but mostly most of our members are those looking to break a mill for the first year. In every case, whether you're looking to break a mill for the first time, or indeed you're looking to get to two to three, or indeed go from startup to your first 250, every single time it's going to be two things that make it happen, systemization and automation. Now, the reason why it's called the Laptop Recruiter is because you might have seen me survey. I've got a book coming out around this. And about 75% of people who respond to the survey, Andy, what you actually do, that's inside my membership, 
You show us how to build a virtual business and get the seven figures. So that's why we're here, the Laptop Recruiter. But whether you want a laptop business or not, again, write this down. There's two things that are going to make it happen. One, automation, and two, systemization. You're still going to need to speak to clients, but 80% of what you do, you should not be doing. You shouldn't even be doing the speaking with clients. You shouldn't be doing the candidate sourcing. So what we're really talking about, Laptop Recruiter is a nice, sexy name. Underneath it is a lot of strategy, which means about you working on the business. Now, why are we here today? So what used to work in recruitment no longer works. So you might know it in your own business, but it's, it's like a ghost town. It's a ghost town. And I believe we're now on the, the, the start of a period whereby recruitment will become like the wild, wild west. There's a lot of bullshit out there. A lot of people don't walk the walk in their own business, but what used to work no longer works. So for me, I've seen five key signals, five key signals over and over again that demonstrate there's a problem here. There's a problem here in, in your business. So again, whether you're looking to actually create a, a laptop business or indeed get to seven figures, it's going to be the process that allows you to do this. And by process, I mean systemization and the automation. So we've got these shifts going on and there's these signals that pop out every single time, every single time. So these are the shifts and these are the signals that I've seen. Number one, if you've got a processes which are generally you're doing them, you're the manual, you're the point of failure and you're the point of success. You've probably got a, a business that's not scalable. If you take four or five weeks off, off your business and it stops running without you, you haven't got a business, you've got a job. Next, if you're speaking to clients one-to-one, -one, so role comes in or you need roles, you're either speaking to the candidate one-to-one, -one, you're speaking to, to clients one-to-one, -one, that isn't a business that's scalable. You may have the up and down months, feast and famine, warning sign. If you find yourself actually working in a business whereby you're continually under stress, You've probably got a job more so than a business. So what do we need to do to get this laptop business set up? Well, number one, we need to shift quickly into automation. So we expect, um, well, someone on board with us, literally in the first week, you've got your first automation up and running, bringing the leads inbound. You may have seen the video we put out with Trevor Renner this week. Um, Trevor's getting 1,000 candidates in his inbox a day. That's, that's a day. Now, he's in a big transactional marketplace in the nursing industry. Um, Andy Bourne is in a much more uh, micro niche. But using a similar process, he's getting more, lead, more leads in with him and a virtual assistant and one piece of automation than his previous team of seven. So automation is key. Now next, you need to know what your role is. You're actually not a recruiter. And you might sit there now and be spitting at the screen. You're not a recruiter. You're a business owner. Your job is to run a business, not to be a recruiter. And that's a fact. Next, it's easy for me to say this, but it's, it's a, a phrase that I've been coining now for the last six, seven years. One to many. Why would you have a conversation 50, 60, 70 times and repeat yourself? Why would you have a one-to-one -one process to sit there at night on your, on your mobile, click and connect to people? Why would you do that? Feast and famine. We don't want this. We want predictability on two scales. One, clients. Two, candidates. We need to know. So you'll see my next podcast coming out on iTunes. Go and listen to it or the next two or three. And it's about predicting the future. So at the beginning of every month, you should know exactly at the end of the month how many leads you've got coming in, how many candidates you've got coming in. And indeed, that then breaks down into how much you're going to earn. You should be able to predict this. But 99.9% .9 business I speak to do not. And from stress, it comes down to your role in the business. You are a business owner. You're a business owner. You are not a recruiter. And this is key. So what it comes down to 
is your role as a business owner. And this is absolutely fundamental whether you run a laptop business or an office business because it's a systems and automation that allows you to work from your laptop, allows you to work. So you may have seen Keith Southern working six days a week to two days a week by having more revenues ever had in recruitment. How does that happen? It happens because of the process and systemization. So let's get into this and let's power through this. So why are you here today? Well, I know exactly why you're here today because I've spoken to thousands of recruitment business owners just like you. Search business owners just like you. Lots of names on here I recognize. There's lots of new names also, and there's lots of funny names. So I um, can't repeat a couple of them, but uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Welcome. But typically, when someone comes to me in recruitment, the first criteria, well, I've been with Andy White for three months. Is it working? The first thing you're going to judge success by being with me is money, how much revenue you're bringing in. And that's fact. It's how much money you're bringing in. The next criteria would be, Andy, great. You know, I've gone from doing 250 to 500K, but how do I get out of the business? How do I actually get, get my life back? How do I get more time with my kids? It's going to be time. Next, then it's going to be significance. What do I mean by that? I mean absolutely dominating your niche, crushing your niche. In short, I hate to say it, guys, it means ego. But first, the first criteria that everyone who comes to me is, and I'm very open about this, and I want to know exactly what we're dealing with, your success criteria with being with Andy Whitehead is money, how much you're bringing in. But trust me, every single time, once you hit these figures, then it will become time. Then it will become significance. So the first thing I want to do right now is I want us to get clear on what the constraint is, either preventing you from having a laptop business or indeed you're here, I guess, to earn more revenue. In fact, do this. In the chat box now, why are you here? Is it more money? Is it time? Is it actually working from a laptop? Is it um, because I've, I've heard these case studies, I spoke to someone, so why are you here? Revenue, more time, this laptop thing. <laughs> Revenue, yes, most of you are saying more money and that's normally the first constraint, the first constraint we need to fix. Let's focus on this. On your screen, you should be able to see my iPad again. But what I wanna do first of all is get some clarity from yourselves. And you can, you can complete this afterwards. If you look back on your business in the last 12 months, if you think about, right, am I a niche business or am I a generalist search business? What have I been? Have I hit my targets? Have I not hit my targets? So for the last 12 months, you might do an X. So have I been a niche search business or have I been a generalist? I've been a generalist. Have I hit targets? No, I've missed targets. Have I been contingent or retained? So often I get people saying, I want to go 100% retained. So John Salt, one of our members, hit that. And do you know what? He got fully retained and he actually didn't like it. He's leaving money on the table because the leads are coming in in an automated fashion. The candidates coming in in an automated fashion. It's online matchmaking. But have you been contingent? Have you been office-based when you want to be remote? Have you been a manager that mucks in or have you been acting as a CEO? So I want you to go through this and detail where you've been because the only time you're going to take any form of um, step forward is detailing what the gap is. So I want you to go through that. So if you've been working in the business or indeed you've been working virtually, you've been working in-house, how have you been working for the last 12 months? Now next, where do you want to be in the next 12 months? So actually I know that niche is king. I want to go fully niche. It's like hit revenue targets, of course I do. I've got a figure of 500K in my mind. Retained exclusive, I'd love to get 75% retained. Okay, great. Remote or, lap, or laptop? Yeah, I want to be working four days from, from, from the laptop and I have one day completely off. Okay, great. Whatever it might be in the next 12 months. But what we got here, guys, is a gap. So every time we get a new member, the gap, the how, how to fill that gap, that's my job. My job is to create these strategies, prove them with my team in the Philippines, test them with five of my inner circle members. The gap is Andy's job. But your job right now, and if you're not doing this, and clearly you're not taking your business seriously, your job is to detail, right, where have I been the last 12 months? 
Where do I want to be to the next 12 months? And that gap is what we need to fix. That gap is what we need to fix. So some of you are going to say, well, Andy, the gap is, you know, I've got zero systems. I know that I've got a problem with clients or um, I, I don't know what your gap is. You, you're all different. But you need to go away and do that. You need to go away and do that. So I want you to complete that and get a sense of what your own gap is because you're all different. You're all different in terms of what your gap is. And from the gap, you then have the strategy that fills that gap. Now, next, I'm going to power through this, guys. This gap is what we need to fill today, okay? You might have a good indication now. You might not have a good indication. I don't know. But that's what we need to fill. So as you know already, look, most of you know me. I speak incredibly quick, very, very passionate about this. And we're going to be moving extremely quickly. Now, what I'm going to give to you is this. At the end of this, I'm going to give you six videos I am on exactly how to implement this. I'm going to give you a plan, a report. I'm going to give you 40, 50 audio sessions. I'm going to give you a whole host of things, but I'm going to be moving extremely quickly. So at the end of this, simply type in your, your details right at the end, then all in one go, bang, you're going to get these, okay? Now, what we're going to be covering really, really quickly, number one, the three core mistakes that are made typically by UK, USA, and indeed global recruitment stroke search businesses. Next, I'm going to give you the three phases, the nine projects that create a laptop recruitment business. Now, these come from real-world examples. So if you go on my website, click on client results, you've been on iTunes, you've heard all the names, these guys who are now famous, I'm going to take you through how they've done it. I'm going to give you the nine projects. I'm going to show you how to apply it. I'm going to come out with a set of action steps for you, okay? So come out with a plan as opposed to just being passive. Now, most of you know me, so I'm going to zip through this. Say, so I'm known as the, the inbound, the automation guy in recruitment. That's actually changing. You know, we actually create recruitment businesses from the ground up, sometimes from startup, not mostly. Mostly recruitment businesses have been going for anywhere from a year to sometimes 30 years, and they know the times have changed. Say, so my ideal avatar is someone who um, is maybe a size one-man business to size five, basically looking to get to their, the mill in the next 12 to 24 months. That's where they're looking to get to, depending on where they start and point. Now, in terms of um, briefly me, so my background is 1996 digital strategy. Um, in those days, I had uh, a team at one point of 75, the largest implementation in Europe at tender age of 26. Um, I said, I've been in recruitment now, it's pushing a decade. Uh, started off being in LinkedIn. I've now trained over 20,000 recruitment straight search business owners. I've got a team in the Philippines. I walked the walk on this. I live from my laptop. Um, indeed, but before I got married, I had my beautiful daughter. Uh, I actually had a business whereby I was probably working 30 minutes a day with an automated set of processes and it ran selling products, uh, recruitment products. Um, then I got married and everything changed. But what I'm saying to you is I walked the walk on this. You might have seen the, the videos and, and the, um, the photos of my team in the Philippines. I live a laptop lifestyle. This is how I live and have done now for many years. Now, my recruitment and stroke search business owner clients, they are also, if they choose to, living that lifestyle. So the key here is I live this. I breathe this. Now, someone... I can't remember who, you probably all know Tim Ferriss, says, basically what you're doing, Andy, is you're showing us the four-hour work week for recruitment. And I guess in a way that's what it is, but it's a lot more to it. We've got over 200 strategies at any one point. The point I'm making to you guys is there's a lot of bullshit out there. We walk the walk on this in our own business and in our members' businesses. This is some of my team in the Philippines. This is um, Boric Island, top left-hand side. Go and Google Boric Island. Uh, we stayed in the Shangri-La, so I took my team down there. They, they, they're in, um, in the Philippines, in Manila and Davao. Flew them over, and we had a week, quote, working in, um, well, look how beautiful it is. So to be honest, I go down there a few times a year. It's a bit of a jolly through expenses, but um, I walked the walk on this, guys, and you can too. So 
If you don't know me, our iTunes, um, our podcasts are typically number one in the States and in the US when we release them, which is about to release another handful now. So you probably have a good indication this shit's real. Now, the guys in recruitment like Roy Ripper you might have heard about, uh, Roy Ripper, um, so it's been tracking only for a long time, created 40 new clients by one of his online webinar strategies. This guy's, you know, been in recruitment 20, 30, 40 years training this stuff. He'd never seen this before. He said this new something, something is missing. Mike Wormsley, recruitmenttraining.com is exactly the same. It goes on. This is when I met with my, uh, some of my, my, my members in London. What an ugly bunch we are. But all of these guys, all those links below there, the case studies on that day. One of the guys, Jamie Clark, the guy next to me just here, he actually launched a campaign from his phone with his VA using our templates on LinkedIn, had two clients from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. come in. I'm showing you this because it's demonstrating we're the real deal here. So do listen to what we're going through. Do listen to what we're going through. Now I'm going to zip through who all these people are. You can find them on a website. You can go into detail and whatever else you need to do. But then 24 hours of the planning session, we've got leads coming in. Why? Because we've got automation. We know how to use this. That's what you need to have a laptop business. This guy's had a 40K a week. He's only been with us a short period of time. Jamie Town, really, really cool guy. He's had 40K a week with his very first strategy with us. So the reason why I say this isn't to impress you, it's to impress upon you. We walked the walk on this, and I wouldn't make such an effort of demonstrating that, but we've had people try and copy us. We've had people try and actually take our training names. We've had people try and emulate us. We've had people try and get into my inner circle. Um, through back doorways, we've had to take legal action against... So I'm making this point. I wouldn't normally do that. It's not from ego. It's from demonstrating and being demonstrable. We are the world leader in this, and it's, that's how it is. So please, guys, take this seriously. You can have a laptop business. You can hit 500K. You can hit seven figures. Why? Because there are members right now in my group doing it as we speak, and within weeks of actually applying this, they're getting crazy results. Now, I'm going to calm down a bit in terms of, being a little bit peeved for people trying to copy what we've done. So the point is, the model wins here. The model wins, and I'm going to give you the model. It's not about being the most experienced. On my latest podcast is coming out, I'd much rather have someone comes to me with immense desire than they've got um, a degree in whatever it may be, an MBA, whatever it may be. That's why we don't typically take on startups. But when we have, they've killed it. So I'm all about the individual than I am about the actual background because the process is laid out. But what I want to do is now is give you the nine steps, the nine projects for you to have this. So why are so many struggling? Why are you struggling? Well, first of all, there's 301,000 in America alone, recruiters, crazy. There's 26,000 businesses in the US alone. Now, whichever country you're in, the figures are crazy and it's growing. And guess what? You're all doing the same. Every time I speak to someone, we're different because, and I sit there I want to give them a hug and a shake. You're not, you're not doing anything different. You think you are because you're in your bedroom, you're in your office, and it's all you see. You're not doing anything different. And we're now in a digital playing field, which is why I've evolved into what we are. My background isn't recruitment. I've not been conditioned. It's digital. I've now been in recruitment for pushing a decade, and now it's a digital marketplace. Now, the reason you're probably here or... The fear you've got, and it isn't a scaremonger, but it's a fact. I, say, I speak to hundreds of recruiters every year, and lots are going broke, and that's why they've come to us. Lots have got marriage problems. They're never seeing the, never seeing the kids, never seeing the wife. That gets into the whole stress of then taking it home and making rash decisions in work. 
And it's not down to you working less hours. It's not down to you working with bad intentions. So the effort you've got is, is incredible. We're the hardest working industry in the world, I believe. It's the model. It's the model. Why can someone come with me? If, if any of you guys have seen the, the, the video we put out of Ryan, Ryan Walker from Walker Recruitment. He's doing 2K a month. He got to 25K a month, 75K. He got a million pound tender. Why do we put that out? It's to demonstrate to people, if Ryan can do it, the gruffest, most Scottish, sweariest individual I've ever met, if he can do it, anyone can. And it's the model that wins, not the individual. And you've been set up to fail. So most of you on here now are probably recruitment 1.0. You, you probably do the following to get clients. And let me know in the chat box. To get clients, you probably go on LinkedIn. You have referrals. You send an uh, MPC. You pick up the phone. And you do something around that. To get candidates, you go on LinkedIn. You send out uh, emails. You send an uh, email blast. You, you contact former candidates. And you try and get referrals. You may go on job boards, God forbid. You're doing it the old way. Now, there's this new breed of individual out there. Oh, we've got this LinkedIn training or go and build, build a lead magnet or SEO or pay-per-click. What a load of bollocks. Your client does not sit there searching for you on Google. I really need a recruiter. They're inundated with recruiters. Your candidates don't sit there. SEO, it's absolute garbage. They don't sit there looking for you. And that's what really bores my blood and why I've really had to make the point to set the tone. I'm P for people, A, trying to copy us, but B, giving misinformation. So where are we? We're in recruitment 3.0, which we own. No one else is doing what we do. 3.0. Even the last 6 to 12 months, it's changing. It's changing. It's changing rapidly. So every single month, we create two to three new strategies. I wish we didn't have to, but we have to because the marketplace is always evolving. And most of the strategies I create are from other industries or completely innovative, and then we're applying to recruitment. The marketplace is always changing. So there are three signs, three signs you might be able to relate to, that you're leaving serious fees on the table, or indeed, you've got a bit of a challenge going on in terms of your, your business. So what I want to do is bring up this sheet. I want to bring up this sheet. I want to detail what the top, topic is, i.e. the problem, and I want you to be very open with yourself. This is the problem I've got. This is the impact. So it's pointless just being passive. I want you to detail, right, this is the problem I've got. This is the impact of my business. Now, sign number one. If you're using LinkedIn emails, job boards, reverse engineering the steps, then finding out the decision maker, making ad hoc calls, email blasts, you're doing the same as everyone else. Sign number two. If you do not know the size of the market, if you don't know exactly how many clients are candidates in your marketplace, for example, there are 30,000 clients and there are 50,000 candidates, and in your database you've got 5,000 clients and 5,000 candidates, there's a massive gap, yes? If you don't know those metrics, you are not treating your business as a business. If you haven't mapped out your entire marketplace and have that data set in your database, then you haven't got a business. You've got a job that means you're busy on LinkedIn. It means you're busy on emails. You're busy on the phone. You haven't got a business. Now, again, when I shared this with my members and John Saw was a guy said, I can't believe what you just said to me. It's going back a few years now. To me, this is common sense. But in recruitment, it's like there are 30,000 clients in your marketplace. How many are in your database? 1,000. So that's 29,000 gap. Why? Why? Next. If you're doing all the work or indeed your consultants are doing all the work or they're picking up the phone or 
all the stuff that essentially you think gets you clients or gets you candidates, if you're doing it, or indeed your consultants are doing it, you're wrong. We've got members who've got 60 consultants, one member rather, organization, 60 consultants in their business. Their recruitment consultants do not go on LinkedIn, connect with people. Their recruitment consultants don't go out there and build data sets. It's done in the background. Your consultants, or indeed you, should be doing the high pay and fees, um, fee elements, fee tasks to start with. So if you want to be doing 100K a year, that's 50 pounds an hour. 500K, 250 pounds an hour. Or whatever your metric is. So you shouldn't be doing these tasks. Your consultants shouldn't be doing these tasks. I'm just gobsmacked the way recruitment works. But also, it gives us the edge because we're coming from a completely different angle. But if you're doing this, you've got a problem. You're doing the same as everyone else, and it's not scalable. So the fact is, if you've got multiple gaps from what we've just drawn here, chances are your model's broken. You're not going to hit your targets. You're no different. One in 20 contacts on LinkedIn are recruiters, but we all think we're different. It just oh, frustrates me. So if you've got these up and down months, if you've got this lottery approach to your business, you haven't got a business. You've got probably got, go for a good two, three months, so you turn the corner, and then you think you've got it. Yeah, next year we're going to make this plan. If we have six months in a row like that, we're going to hit it. And guess what? We have four dry months. And then the pain kicks in and the panic kicks in. So if you do the sourcing yourself or do the candidate side yourself, you've got a job. Now, I really want to ram this home and hopefully hit you right between the eyeballs. Shit, that's what's going on in my business. So let's get this fixed together now. So we're going to do the following. Those of you who know me, it's all about implementation. It's all about implementation. Now, I understand the slides may be being a little bit out of kilter. So this is what we're going to do. Go through theory first, then application. So there are three phases we're going to go through. Now, these aren't three phases that I've sat here and created on a piece of paper and gone, that sounds sexy. These are three phases that are now building 75 recruitment stroke search business, businesses into seven-figure business as we speak. They've built hundreds already. These are proven. So the first phase is attract. Is attract. Is actually getting the foundations in place for inbound. Next, automation. Automation for both the client side and the candidate side. Next is acceleration. This is where you should be moving out of the business. Out of the business. So the first off, phase one, the three projects. So the three projects to attract clients and candidates, the key thing, inbound. Inbound. So number one, the three reasons why you've not got the clients and you haven't got the candidates. Number one. Number one reason is this, your pipeline of clients and candidates is not a process. You haven't got a database. You haven't got the map. So client type A matches candidate type A. So say a role comes in from client type A, you should be able to access your data set and go, yeah, I've got 467 candidate type A, as opposed to go on LinkedIn and panic and try and find them. Next, number two, you haven't got the systems for campaigns. So campaigns are, I need clients now, I need candidates now. That's a campaign. I don't mean build a landing page in an e-book, which is going to take four weeks for, to get anything happening. I mean now, within 24 hours. You saw the James Blackwell earlier. In 24 hours of the planning session, he got his client leads coming in. Why? Because we, we had assets we can leverage, data, and the first piece of automation. Number three, you've got no real differentiation. So take this head on. Your clients, your candidates have always got options. From a client perspective, They've got other recruitment businesses. They've got PSLs, preferred suppliers list, and internal recruiters. You need to take that head on. 
So the outcome we want from project one is the following. We want to install client and candidate data sets. We want to map the market and we want to match data, i.e. candidate type A to client type A. So we can attain those leads in an automated fashion. Project two, we want to build authority. So you're the number one. So you may have heard, seen Bill McKay, one of my members, um, brand new uh, business, brand new um, uh, business area, internet of things. Within 12 months, he was a uh, reference to the top 10 influencer in the world in the Huffington Post and in Forbes magazine, and the only recruiter in the top 10. Pretty cool, huh? So we want you to be that number one. Third project, we want to outposition the competition. If you ever get onto a call or a meeting and you then get all the objections of, we've got a PSL, we've got other options, or come back to me in a month, yeah, you shouldn't even be speaking to them. You speak to the A's, not the B's and the C's. So what I want you to do is bring up this sheet here. Bring up this sheet here. Let me know when you've got that. It looks like this. Let me know if you got that okay. Cool. So, this is what we... Let me change pen. There we go. So project one, we want to fill your client and candidate funnel. So again, what does that mean? If there's 30,000 clients in your marketplace, I want you to have a database of 30,000 clients. If there's 50,000 candidates, 50,000 candidates. If you've seen the video this week of Trevor Renner, he's getting 1,000 inbound in his inbox a day candidates. Now that's the record. My, my, my podcast I put out on iTunes this week, I've said, is that a world record? I don't know anyone else from recruitment getting 1,000 inbound candidates in his inbox a day. But whether it's clients or candidates, but to do that, first of all, we need to get the data, data sets in place. We need to get databases in place. Now, if you don't have this, each time a role comes in, you go on LinkedIn, you do tasks which are manual, and then you drop the ball, and you, you forget about, uh, if you're in client, get a mode, you forget about candidates. So what that means, you have up and down months. If you do have this in place, what you've got is predictability. Because you know, if you need candidate type A or clients at the moment, you access your data set. You don't drop what, everything you're doing. Now, by the way, we expect our members to have this up and running the very first campaign within seven days, even if they've got a, a zero database. If you've got data sets, it's even more exciting. Project number two, build an authority. So I mentioned Bill McCabe. So really what I want and what you should be looking for is to be a trusted advisor. A trusted advisor. Now, if you don't have this in place, what happens is you're always chasing. You're always chasing. And you're getting that familiar rejection. You know, lots of strategies we've created over the years. I, I effing hate sales in any way. You know, if I ever um, speak to someone who comes to us and eventually has gone through all the different filters, it's a case of, right, I just want to see if you're a fit for us and vice versa. But they come to us, and that's what you must have with your, your clients and your candidates. Now, if you have got this in place, what you've got is that role is number one in the marketplace, and it completely changes the dynamic. You'll be asked to speak on podcasts. You'll be asked to speak on stages if you want to. You don't have to. But you want that positioning. Bill got all expenses paid trip to Las Vegas by IBM. Five days. Pretty cool, huh? Project three, we call this a CAS, Client Attainment System. So even before you speak to a client, so consider this. 
Uh, Mr. Client, so uh, we've been in recruitment 17 years and uh, we can get you the best candidates and Java developers on Wall Street. Okay, great. You sound like everyone else. Mr. Client, on Wall Street right now, there are um, 11,462 Java developers. Um, there's 424 with um, J2EE experience at Goldman Sachs. In our database right now, we have 97.2% of that covered. We've got a 24-7-36 inbound system that allows us to get a 97.8% um, inbound reply within 24 hours of um, the new role coming to us. What does that mean to you? Number one, we don't damage your brand by using crappy LinkedIn emails and chasing the candidate. Number two, it means we've got authority, the candidates come to us. And indeed, number three, we've got the candidates which are not on the marketplace, but they are in our database. Compared to what your, your, your other partners do, i.e. Like other recruitment businesses, et cetera, et cetera. So we do this with a client attainment system. So we send this. So even before you speak to anyone, they've got all this. So all the other options are gone. So you need to have this positioning. So the third project is your client attainment system. If you don't have this in place, if you haven't got your client attainment system in place, what you're going to get is objections, and you're probably going to chase. If you do have your client attainment system in place, what you're going to get, quite simply, is you're going to get the roles. The objections have been overcome before you even speak to anyone. So this then first starts off as a, say it's a system to start with, then into a video and a webinar and all this cool stuff. So what we want to be getting is we need to get these projects in place. So project one, the database. We need to understand the avatar. Who's the client? Who's the candidate? Number two, we need to map the market. Number three, we need to build the data sets. This is over here. Project two, number one, we need to use a strategy maybe like the Maven strategy. The Maven strategy is a strategy that we've used and we created about five years ago, which in short allows us to walk on the shoulders of giants. So why is it we can get people who are members of the United Nations, uh, members of parliament? These guys are huge names in whatever industry you're in, and they will talk for free on a webinar, on a podcast. Why? Because we've got a process that allows us to do this. So you might use a Maven strategy. You might use a one-to-many content strategy. You don't write a word of the content, and the strategy is automated. Number three, the CAS. We need to overcome the PSL. We need to overcome the other options that your recruitment target has. And remember, we want to differentiate ourselves 247365 inbound. We've got 97.2% of the marketplace covered in our database. So we need this covered off. Now, I would go through in detail through every element of this, but I'm going to be conscious of time and respectful. So there are three projects that give us the base that allow us to dominate the marketplace. So imagine you had a database of 50,000 clients, 60,000 candidates. Imagine if you had an automated content strategy that works while you're asleep, then then drives traffic back to your website that goes into an automated funnel. Imagine you've got a client attainment system, so you are the natural option. So you only actually speak to people who've A, come into your inbox, and B, they've been through your client attainment system, and then you speak to them. So they're so pre-qualified. That's what we're looking to do. So that gives us the base foundation for attract. So I'm just move, well, I'm trying to condense about eight years of strategy into, into about seven minutes in this first part. So the attract is this gives us a foundation. This gives you the foundation to have a seven-figure business. Without this, you're going to be chasing your tail. Fact. So I want you to make a decision or make be clear with yourself. You know, draw a little traffic lights if you want. Where are you? Which of these is amber? Which of these is green? Which of these is red? Be clear with yourself. Where are you? But if you don't have this in place, I guarantee you, you'll be in a webinar of mine in a year's time going, shit, still didn't do it. Still didn't do it. This is the foundation. We call it attract because I like the words to just flow together. But it gives you the foundation for the attraction element. Without this, you won't have the attraction. Now, 
what I'm going to do is power on, but I know there's a lot of questions coming in. I will answer every single one, but I want to get through the projects for you so we can get this project plan filled out. So the second set, the second phase of projects, this is around automation. So people get excited by this. I've heard about double R, double R and all these cool things. So these are the, the projects that are essentially going to allow you to leverage you and get thousands of times the lead you're probably getting now. And there are two types of automation. One are campaign automation. Um, I know for a fact we're the only people in recruitment uh, with, with this one strategy, double R, double R. Why? Because I created it. Um, there's also nurturing strategies and all these other cool things. The fact is this. If you look at your marketplace now, 90% of your, of your clients are not hiring now. 10% are. So you want to use automation to shake the tree to get those 10% to come to you. The 90%, we want to automate nurturing them. So in the next year when they are hiring, we're in front of them and we're nurturing them. We call that nurturing maximizer. So there's two types of automation we want to really focus on. One is campaign. I need clients and candidates now. And one is nurturing. Now, the reason why most people, you might be on the call now, is you're exchanging your time for money. You're working hard, but guess what? The money's not going up. So you've probably got some of this happening. You might be able to recognize this. Number one, you might have manual processes. So you're doing the things I referenced earlier, the three things to get clients. Number two, you might not nurture relationships. You might not nurture relationships. So with our campaigns, double R, double R, about 40% of the inbound leads coming in on message four. Most people try and contact the client once. Whatever you do, I'm not sure what you do. It's a one-hit wonder, isn't it? But the relationship's not nurtured. And number three, they treat all prospects the same. So they look at their, their list of 100 people, bam, 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 bam. They're not all the same. Only 10% are hiring. What sort of fool or foolish mindset would it be to go for 100 people and treat them all the same? No, in this time of digital, why not see of those 100, which 10 are actually hiring or thinking about hiring and then have them come to you? So you don't treat them all the same. Key distinction, guys. Key distinction. So the projects we want to have implement, implemented, number one, we want to install client and candidate campaign automation. That means the 10% who are hiring now or are thinking about hiring. Number two, nurturing. So 90% are not going to be hiring or indeed may not be thinking about moving. Number three, with project six, brother. We want to install one-to-many strategies on LinkedIn and whatever social platforms you use. So you guys probably all know Brant Hadley by now. He's a bit of a, bit of a legend. Brant came to us. He's done about 250, 300. In his first year with us, he just missed a million. Um, this year, he's pushing towards two to three. Um, plus, he's setting up a whole new business, a whole new office um, in London. He's based in the States, but he's got his life back. He's probably working about 20% um, of what he was doing in terms of hours, and he's not away at all now. On LinkedIn, uh, beginning when he joined us, he had about 1,400, 1,500 um, connections on LinkedIn. Uh, end of year one, he had 15,000. Didn't do any of it. Didn't go to one meeting to sign a, to try and close a deal. He only went to a meeting to close to sign a, a pre-agreed contract. He deals with a very high high-end marketplace, CEOs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, in the states, middle market. Point I'm making to you: whatever you're doing, 80% of what you're doing right now can be systemized, aut automated right away. So. I want you to bring up this sheet. I want you to bring up this sheet. And this is the bit people often get excited about, the automation piece. And it is really exciting. Don't get me wrong. I want you to bring up this sheet. So this is into automation now. So there, again, I'm going to zip through this to be respectful of time. So project four. Project four. We want to install automation for the 
That means the 10% of clients who are looking to hire, or indeed maybe the 10 to 50% of candidates who'd be open to moving. Okay, we want to install, so we call it campaign automation. Now, if you don't have this, what you do is you treat everyone the same. But what you're doing is you've got a manual process. So what that means is, again, is the up and down months. The up and down months. Now, if you do have this, though, if you've got this automation in place and you've gone through the first project, remember the very first project I said, project one, about building a data set. If you do have it, you're fish in a barrel. So if you've got a database, say, of 50,000 clients, and it breaks down into, keep it nice and simple, five lots of 10,000, client type A, B, C, D, E, you need, oh, we need more clients, Jane. You run double R, double R, and then you'll get a 50% reply rate. The highest we've got, as you see out there, is 94%. The average is between 20 and 70. But you've got the 50% reply rate, of the, which um, a third is A's, third is B's, third is C's. It's fish in a barrel. But remember project one, you get the data set in place. So there's a flow to what we do. Believe it or not, we know what we're doing. So if you've got that data set in place and you've got the automation, it's fish in a barrel. Now next, project five. Project five, the 90%. So I'm focus on clients. 90% are not going to be hiring now. So we need to nurture them. We're also going to nurture the other candidates as well, the 50% plus of candidates. So in the next 12 months, chances are that your clients may well be looking to hire, agreed? So 10% are hiring now, the 90%, we don't want to leave them. So we want to nurture them, so we automate that process and nurturing them. Now remember, again, step one, we've now got a data set, we've got the marketplace covered off. If you don't have this, you've got no follow-up. You've got no, you've got zero relationship. And you, do you know what you are? You're a second-hand car salesman. You go in and speak to them when you need something. Next, and you're, and you're going to be selling. You're going to be get the objections because we haven't got project three, the client attainment system. If you do have this in place, what you've got is an automated sales machine. Because you're front of mind once, twice, three times a week with four different types of contacts. I won't go through now, but called the Nurture Maximizer. It's not just correcting the crappy article, it's actually a process to it. But what you've got is an automated sales machine for the next year plus. So when they're ready, who are they going to speak to? You be in front of them three times a week, or however many times you want to be. Now, project six. It's where you want to leverage one-to-many, one but on LinkedIn or whatever platforms you use. So, um, Marcus, I know you're in Germany, so you'll, you'll be using Zing. Some of you be on all different platforms. Brand I mentioned, so it went from 1,000 and a half to 14, 15,000 connections in one year. Tripled his business, just missed a million in the first year. Didn't do one of those on LinkedIn. Jamie Clark, I mentioned, he sat there, launched a campaign from our, our event in London, April the 19th, and within two hours, he's got two vacancies. How? How? Because we've got a process in place that allows us to scale it without us being the point of success and us being the point of failure. Now, if you don't have this in place, what you've got is you. You doing it, and you've got basically a point of failure going on. If you don't do it, it's not going to happen. Now, if you have got these processes in place, what you start to get is opportunity to scale. In a simple version, like at LinkedIn, you need a proven um, template, or proven templates, proven funnel, proven metrics. Then also you need someone, to, someone or something to run it, depending on whatever platform you're using. So the summary is this, guys. When we automate, and I'm sure there's someone here, a competitor, listen to me now, and I'll hunt you down. 10% of your marketplace in the client side would be available now. 
looking now. 90% are going to be in the future. You want to automate all of that. It's not your job to manually contact these people to find out. It's your job to get them coming into your inbox. And if you get this done right, 80% of what you're doing now, your time, can be getting off your plate right away. So in terms of projects, project four, what are we doing here? We're automating the process to get inbound client and candidate leads. We're automating the process. So they're coming into our inbox, whether it's clients or candidates. So you need to think strategically. So if, they, if you're in a big marketplace, you wouldn't go out and contact or have an inbound approach for client type A's and then an inbound approach for candidate type C's, would you? Because the two don't match up. We plan out your month ahead and say, right, we're going to go for client type A's and candidate type A's. That would be our campaign. So when the client says, yeah, I need candidates with red hair, guess what? You've got a campaign for candidates with red hair. It's thinking strategically. And this is where businesses go from doing 100K to 500K really, really quickly because we think about planning the next month and 90 days ahead so the two match up as opposed to dropping everything. In terms of the nurturing, we really want to focus on the 90% which are not ready now. And there are four forces to do that. We've got the attention, we've got engagement, we've got triple T, and we've got authority, which is a whole other set. But you want this automation here set up for the next 12 to 18 months. So you don't have to do it. You're in front of these guys for the next 12 to 18 months, one hit, done. In project six, Really, really important that we get this. Your job is a business owner. And whatever, if you're one of those guys sat on LinkedIn and your phone on the, on the sofa and your wife looks at you or indeed your spouse and they give you that dirty look, yeah. We don't want that. You're a business owner. So all of your social platforms and what process you use to source candidates or indeed lead generation online, you shouldn't be doing this and you don't need to. So the automation is a game changer. It's a game changer both for campaigns, the 10% and 90%. We nurture. So let's do this. Capital Q, questions in the chat box, and please put phase two for your questions, okay? Phase two for your questions. I'm going to power through again, be respectful of time. So, phase three. Phase three. These are the projects to ensure that you, I hate using the phrase, it's being bastardized, and excuse my French, I don't mean that in an expletive manner, I mean it in a term of frustration. It's being bastardized by people who um, talk about working on the business and in fact they're working 20 hours a day and they're not running the business in the manner that they, 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 they profess to or indeed guide you to. So you've probably read the book, if you haven't, I recommend you read it, called Built to Sell. If you want a business that runs without you. So essentially we're doing the, recruit, the Built to Sell for recruitment here, okay? It's about you working on the business, not in the business. So there's three things that I see and three reasons that really, really jump out at me when I speak to recruitment business owners. First is this, the model you're using is a model that's been, was fully outdated, even if it's probably three years, two years, if you're in lead generation, candidate generation, it's probably out of date. But the whole conceptual model of your business is outdated. Number two, you're doing everything yourself. You're doing everything yourself. So you're doing the accounts, you're doing the candidate sourcing, you're doing the client side. You know, I normally speak to, when I do speak to someone, they get through to me um, after they've gone through our filtering process. I often feel tired listening to what people do. It's like, wow. If you just direct that energy. And number three, the business isn't run as a business. It's run as a job. And it's, um, you know, I've been through this. I've been through every pain you can imagine. I've lost everything. It isn't to be have a, a calm, sto a, a, a uh, sob story. It's, uh, I've been through everything that you've probably been through or going through, but I've also gone through the other side of this now. So I know what it takes to get to quarter mill, to half mill, move up to mill, and et cetera, et cetera. 
And do you know what? The biggest, the big, the, the, for our members going from zero to, or start up into the half million is great. If you can follow a paint by numbers, half mil to a mil is the toughest bit. A mil onwards again is easy compared to that half mil to a mil. That's where the jump is. But the startup will straight the lower numbers to half a mil. That's easy. It's laid out. It comes down to implementation at a big level. So the outcomes you want is this. Number one, project seven. We want to install one-to-many recruitment. So that means not you. And it means about a change of role for you. Number two, we want to leverage virtual talent. Oh, Andy, I've used the virtual team. Everything went wrong. Yep, and do you know what? You were the problem. I know that because I went through over 50 VAs in one year once. I've been using virtual teams now for over 10 years. But now we've got members who have got seven figures, and there's them, and there's three VAs, and they're doing a million dollars. I'm not talking about creating a team of 50 people. And the biggest constraint or the biggest mind block I often get is, what's your outcome? Well, Andy, I want, to get, um, a, I want to get an office and have 10 consultants. Okay, why? Well, that's what I've always been taught. You get 10 consultants, you know, get one for each desk. Okay, why? Where's the inbound happening? Where's the, um, where's the authority happening? Where, where's the, the flow happening? Where's, it doesn't make any sense. We're just being conditioned. Project nine. We want to install 30-day and 90-day sprints, milestones and metrics. Andy, we do that anyway. You probably don't. You probably don't. And you don't do it religiously. There's no, there's no coincidence that the guys that have gone from doing, say, 100K to 500K and the 500K to a mil and onwards are the guys who take this seriously. So we plan out our 90-day sprints into 30, 60, 90 days. We can come to shortly. But we need to get this grip on metrics, key thing. So phase three. Phase three. This is about you now being a business owner about being a business owner. So we need to bring up this worksheet. We need to bring up this worksheet. Anyhow, so we're now talking about acceleration. So this is the bit where I get most excited, get most excited, because this is where the, the true scale starts to happen. So we've got three key projects happening. Got project seven. So what we're looking to do here is really get focused on a one-to-many model. A one-to-many model. This is the key thing, and it comes down to the infrastructure of your business and the systems in your business. So when I used to work in the corporate world, we used to call the phrase fall under a bus. So if you're one of your, one of your team members falls under a bus, um, can someone come in and run with it completely novice? So say my, my role would be Sky B, I had a team of 75 people, biggest CRM implementation in Europe, going back about 2004, five-ish. Um, and that would be one of the phrases we, we, we'd use over and over again. Fall under a bus, fall under, under a bus. And so it's about having systemization in place. Now, if you don't have this in place, what you've got is basically a job. And I can guarantee you what you've also got is stress and what you've also got is low growth. You've got low growth. So a new member comes in, or indeed if you've got a VA and they're running your automation, is the process systemized? So we've got a whole onboarding process to build a seven-figure team for a virtual team, but that needs to happen. If it hasn't, you've got a job, you've got stress, and you've got low growth. I know that because I've seen it every single time. Now, if you have got this in place, what we've got is a, is a process whereby you focus on conversion. So if someone else is running the systems for you, so for example, double R, double R, if we put 1,000 leads in, we get 10% conversion. That means we've got 100 leads converting, yes? If we could tweak that and we could then get tweak up to 20%, we've doubled it by tweaking a few elements, literally a few words. Now it's 20%. So all we've done is spent a little bit of time tweaking. But without that virtual team or the virtual person, the conversion won't happen because in the real world, you're going to start fighting fires. So we need this conversion happening. And the second step is when we get a process converting, then we can scale it and we can replicate it. 
So you may, you know, I mentioned Keith earlier. You know, Keith uh, shut down his office in Covent Garden. He's now got six remote um, commission-only recruiters. Had his best month ever from Vietnam. You can meet him shortly. Uh, that didn't happen straight away. But he got the whole process of, yep, yeah, I can't be doing this. I need to have a process to run without me. Now, Project 8. Project 8. What we need to really get focused on here is deciding role. Decide role. What's your role in the business? Next, we need to focus on the friction first. So what does that mean? It means, right, so when we, we run an inventory of your business, what are the, the top three friction points in your business now? The top three friction points, they need to be removed. So we remove the friction first, then get the client and candidate side running. Two probably run in parallel. But you need to decide your role. You need to decide your role. And then we need to systemize 80% of what you're doing. So your role is key. So we decide model in project seven, then your role. Now, if you don't have this in place, what you're going to have is solo stress continually happening. Solo stress. You're going to keep working hard, and you're going to be plate spinning. And you're going to end up in exactly the same place as you are now in a year's time. In fact, you, I don't need to tell you that. You know that. Now, if you decide your role, and you've also now got the model in place, what we can start to do is we can start to replicate a campaign. So if we've got a campaign for client type A and client type B, it's your job to replicate it for A's, the B's, the C's. Once I say your job, down here. The virtual talent's actually doing it, but your job is to ensure that you're checking metrics. It's your job to ensure it's being implemented. Your role changes. As Ken said many years ago, it's like going from being a recruiter to Dr. Evil looking at metrics. So it's around your role. Now, project nine, milestone the metrics. What does that mean? It means predicting the future. So what, one of my frustrations with recruiters, and it's, uh, I've had a really bad year and a bad quarter, and, okay, and I say, right, give me your metrics for the last three years, and it's been the same, 200K every year, okay? Did you not recognize you've got a, a problem that you've plateaued and you're still working 60 hours a week? So what we want to actually do is predict the future. So let me give you a quick indication of this. Let's say, for example, we're, we're running a strategy, and we know that, for example, we need to get, um, if we need to get 20 placements, and each placement is 10K, that's going to equal 200K, yeah? And it'll be really, 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 really simple here, 200K. So we'll do 200K in the next quarter, or maybe the next half year, whatever your figure is. Now, so we need, we need 20 roles. Now, let's be really negative and say that every client gives us just one role. So that means we need 20 new clients. Let's say even with inbound, you only close one out of three calls. So that 20 equals 60 calls you need to have, yep? One out of three. You need to have 60 calls. So you need to get 60 calls. Now we know when we run through a campaign, for every um, 100 inbound we get, we get, let's say, 30 A's, 40 B's, and 30 C's, okay? A's are, let's speak on Monday. So we know we need to get 60 calls. So we know we put 100 leads in, we get 30 A's. So what we need to then do is obviously get 60 A's. So we need to put 200 leads in. So when we get this control of our metrics, it's not a case of milestone the metrics and going, yippee, I'm going to make a plan for the next 90 days. And guess what? Nothing changes. It's predicting the next 90 days and predicting the next 30 days and predicting the next seven days and indeed predicting what needs to happen on the Monday. That's called running a business. And it's called having control. 
It lets you sleep at night. And if you haven't got that, you've got zero control. Or if someone says, go and build a landing page and then download an ebook, what a load of rubbish that is. You need something you can control every single day. Every single day you put them through a process. We're talking about campaigns. I need clients and candidates now. You've got zero control. And then what you've got is a treadmill. If you haven't got that, you just see how it goes. Now with that, you've got massive control. But also you've got this. You know if you put 200 leads in and you then get your 60 calls and then you close one out of three, which you shouldn't be, by the way, um, what about if you 10x the leads going in? So you put 2,000 in. Well, that's 600. This is called milestone in the metrics, not what most recruiters do, which is, yeah, this month I'm going to do this. Or that's not predicting. That's, that's not running business. So you should be able to predict this. Now, you won't do it straight away because, for example, if you ran double R, double R with us, you've never run it before. But we've got averages across hundreds of niches now, so we know what the average is going to be. And right, for example, double R, double R, we've got um, a process called um, the conversion booster. It's nine steps. Right from you identifying, I need this client to I need this candidate, to you actually getting paid, there are only nine points of failure and nine points of success. That means that we can tweak any point in that process. So you tweak it, then we know exactly what we need to improve the conversion on, or indeed what we need to scale. That's called Marstonia metrics. That's how, when some people see the, our, our, our case studies, they go, that sounds like bullshit. No one's gone from a quarter of a million to a million in one year. It's because we can do this. And it's because if you haven't got this mindset, I truly believe this, and I'm amazed recruitment is where it is. And one of my friends said to me recently, you know, you do realize what you're doing. You could go into the automotive industry and absolutely kill it in the sales industry for automotive. Yeah. I'm in recruitment now. This is my passion. But you should be able to predict this for clients and candidates. Now, imagine you do that for client type A and candidate type A. So next month, we're going to focus on the A's. Next month after the B's. But then you build your virtual team, and you've got those doing the B's and the C's, etc. So with that in place, you've got real power. You've got real power. Now, I'm conscious of time. As you're going through, I'm hoping you're updating your actions. You're detailing your actions. So what's made sense? Insights, actions, questions. So what's your main takeaway from that so far? Is it, I didn't re actually realize you could predict the future. I didn't actually think about it. Is it um, breaking down automation into campaigns and nurturing? Is it, shit, there actually is a model that exists in recruitment I didn't know about. Is it, wow, Andy speaks so quickly. Uh, but what? What's been your key insight? So your role, your role now is to, as you know, work on that business, not work, quote, in the business, okay? So let's now get this planned out. Let's get this now into a state of, of real world. Now, these guys mentioned, this is when we got together in London. So this is our, uh, for one of my events. You might see me in the middle here, and you might see me down here in my red tie and looking rather dapper, not in my shorts or anything. So that's... We got together, and when we got together, every single one of them shared what their big win had been. And related to the laptop side of things, so this guy, he trebled his revenue in year one. So this is the phrase that Brandt used. You might find this video on our website or on YouTube. You know, he now earns while he sleeps. Now in recruitment, that's a pretty powerful thing, isn't it? So he works with the CEO level marketplace. And when he came, he was burnt out. His, you know, way, his strategy was he'd go on to, say, Chicago, get on LinkedIn, set up 10 appointments, turn up and just try and sell. What a, what a horrible strategy. But he's traveled his business in the first year, but now he's got his life back. And they say he earns while he sleeps. These guys here, 
well, these post rather. So this is inside our mastermind group. So you can see here, um, well, you can check out for yourself. See our online training, uh, bear fruits, opt-ins, 500 this week. Just bought my wife a brand new Mercedes. Financial freedom rocks. Hit 12K LinkedIn contacts. 10X not, since joining us, not one done what himself. It goes on and on. Point I'm making to you, he's not doing these things. And he works in the marketplace. Lots of people say this won't work because it's very, very high level. His average placement fee is 54K, up to, in fact, um, 75K and plus. And we've got those who are also dealing with transactional, like Keith. So he's going to shut down his business. So he's working six days down to two days. Best month ever from working from a beach in Vietnam. He runs Humonics. Go and check him out, .co.uk. And again, this is a post he put inside our group there. This photo was taken from wife on Ko Chang in Thailand. The interview I got from the iPad became a deal worth 20K beginning of March. He actually has his best month ever from a beach. Been in recruitment for 20, or 20 plus years. There you go. So we're talking about there. Reply rate, 50.6% that week. That means contact 100 clients, 50 are coming into him. Contract 100 candidates, 50 are coming into him using RRRR. So powerful. Project three, we talked about authority and the client attainment system. This guy's bill has been featured, say, in Forbes magazine, Huffington Post. You check him out here. There he is. He's got his beautiful face in Las Vegas and all over the net. All expenses paid trip. Now, again, he's not doing this. He didn't write one word of the content that went out. He didn't do any of the automation that went out. It ran in the background. Brand new niche. So there's countless opportunities here, and it all comes down to having a framework. So what you see here is, is maybe what the game plan might be. So we always set up a game plan for the first 90 days, 30 days, based on your business. So it's, it's bespoke to the actual avatar of the industry we're in. Again, stacks here, close a 45 deal today, all about inbound, guys. So I'm not going to go through all of these, but the point I'm making to you is that the, it's about the model, not the individual. So five principles. Number one, get traction, leverage the assets, map the market. So build the assets, build that database, add campaign automation. Number two, so day zero to day 60, this is where you need to get immediately up and running. Whatever you do after this, get running with your first piece of automation, get a VA running it for you, build a 90-day plan. Day 60 to 180, this is where we're now looking to get into doing the bigger figures, doubling, doubling your revenue, where we should be looking to move towards by the middle of that year. So a systemization whether it's a candidate generation or the client side, to move in your role gradually from being in to on the business. Principle number four, 30-day sprints. Key thing is metrics. Remember I said about you should be able to predict the future. That's what you should be doing. And principle number five, decide the model. You know, are you in 1.0? Are you in 2.0? you in 3.0? I don't know, but where are you now? The model is the, is the pivot point of change. So whether it's a... It's something that's really clear to you or not. I know this. I spoke to hundreds and hundreds of recruiters every single year. And it's always search recruitment business owners who are looking to go from maybe 50K to 500K, or from 100K to 1 mil, or 500 to a mil, or from 750 to 1.5. You're the point of failure here. No one else. You are. But also you're the point of success. So it's down to making a decision. It's down to making a decision on what your next steps are. So lay out your next steps. So I've tried to condense eight years of strategies here into well, just over 55 minutes. 
And you know, so everything's laid out in templates. I've tried to be really, really quick, but it's difficult to condense eight years into, into 55, 60 minutes. So whether it's the model you're using now, or whether it's a, a hybrid of a model, what we need to do is get you using a model that works. So what I'm going to do is switch to my iPad, and I'm going to draw out a model for you, which you might be able to relate to. Give me one second. So what I've seen time and time again is, in terms of your, your figures, I, let's face it, the first constraint you've probably got, mostly on the call, your first constraint is probably going to be money, revenue, or time, or time. And you're going to be in one of three phases, one of three phases. And that first phase is what we call hunt. We're in hunt. Now, even we've had businesses come to us who are doing a million dollars, and they're still in hunt. They're still in hunt. And when I break down the actual, the ownership place, you, you might say, how's that possible? So right now, you're either, you're in startup, as in you might be new to recruitment, or indeed you've got to start a business or a new business, you know, so year or less, maybe two years, maybe you're stable, maybe you've got what you call success, and most success for recruiters is I'm earning X amount, but they fail to tell everyone else, but I'm absolutely dead inside. Maybe you're at a point of scale, or maybe you're at a point of significance. The money's good, the time off is good, but you've got a next phase now, significance. Do I replicate this? So um, I've some of our senior members, I've now set up whole new businesses. So Keith mentioned by the end of this year, I have five businesses. So you replicate it and then replicate across different niches. So I don't know where you are right now, but that first phase, hunt. You know, at this point, you're probably working, you're probably working full time, or indeed, you're working like a dog. You're working crazy hours. You're working crazy hours. If you're stable, if your business is stable, you may well be in build mode. And that's where we're starting to get serious. That's where we're starting to get serious. So at this point, you're probably working long hours now, or indeed now you're working you know, 100% of the time, you're barely seeing your family. This is what we normally see. And at scale, what's happening here is, you're either working at overtime, so you're working way past your limit, or you're at a point now of breaking. But at this piece, it's where we want to get into free time. And that's where we get into using projects seven to nine. Seven to nine. So at this point, we're in what I call flow, which is a really good place to be because the business is running without you. But to give you some indication of what that means money-wise, let me just change pen there. But down here, you might be doing 10K a month, maybe 15K a month. Stable, you might be doing 20, 20K a month. Success, you might be doing 30 to 40K a month. Might be doing 80k a month, 140 plus up here. So I don't know where you are on that on that level, but what I've seen is those who are at hunt mode down here, often there's guys who are doing 50, 60k, and they come to me. It's like, wow, how have you done 50, 60k a month? And they're still in hunt mode. They've also been working like a dog. It's because they haven't got the model behind them. So I don't know where you are on that, on that, on that model. I don't know where, what fits in with you. you know, we've not spoken before. But for those of you who are probably in, in here, 
In the next minute or two, be relevant. If you're down here, maybe not. So you need to recognize where you are, but I tell you, every time, the laptop side of your business, having that laptop business, or indeed having a seven-figure business, and you're in an office, it's down to the model. And it's down to having or not having those nine projects. Without those first three projects, this is the foundation. That's the foundation. Without that, you're always going to be up and down, feast and famine. You must have them in place. But once you've got them in place, the rest just absolutely is a breeze. But we do what we call um, dual tracking. So dual tracking means we want you to do the following. So most recruiters work in, uh, urgent. Every task is urgent. They're working at the top of their adrenaline every day. Every task is urgent. Now, the things that will give you the... Well, the, the strategies, if you think about, oh, my pen's died. The strategies are going to give you the, the long-term growth. It's going to be the important task, the projects. Projects mean the infrastructure that works while you sleep, things that run without you. So we've got urgent tasks, and we've got what we call project tasks. We actually want to do both in the first, first month to so start to get the systemization in place, but also get, get paid, get the clients, get the candidates. So we want to get that happening. So... Wherever you are on that model, I, I don't know. But there are three drivers I've seen every time that dictate where you will be and whether it's uh, you can make this happen or you can't. Number one, are you in a niche or at least do you get niche? Do you get the importance of niche? So if you were saying, if there's, let's say you're in a dozen niches and there's a total of a million clients and a million candidates. Yes, you can still make it work, but let's focus on one niche at a time. Let's focus on that first 30,000 and that first 10,000. Or indeed, it might be a micro niche of 300 people, 300 clients, and 500 candidates. But niche is king. Because remember step one, we build the data sets. Next, plain and simple, douchebag free zone. I personally don't work with douchebags. And I set up this business to, number one, um, enjoy myself and work from my laptop. And also, why do you spend people with douche, spend time with douchebags? You don't, I don't. I don't expect you to take douchebag clients on all candidates, and it's um, the same for me. An action taker. Say, so I'd rather have someone who's got um, desire as opposed to an MBA all day long. So if you fit into the startup up to significance and you want the six videos, so the case studies, you want the report, you want the plan, you want an audit call, you want the 50 audio sessions, absolutely cool. Just go to rmi.acuityscheduling.com rmi.securityscheduling.com and this is going to happen. Schedule a 15-minute call. Um, on that call, the actions I asked you to write down earlier. So project one, action, insight, question. Those questions I'm going to help you with. If you recognize on those nine projects, and I want you to be honest with yourself, so these are nine projects, Andy. I've looked at it. Um, this project, I've, I've got zero. This project, I've got this. This project, I need to do the following. I want you to come understanding which of those projects you have got, haven't got, you've got questions around. So when I asked you to complete the questions earlier, around each project, so project, action, insight, question, I'm going to answer those head on. If you've got a bigger strategy question, I'm just going to answer that head on. But we're only going to spend 15 minutes together. Only 15 minutes, okay? On the back of that, if, um, if I believe I can help you, then we'll have a deeper session. But... I urge you to come with that, looking at those nine projects, because that is, your, that is the success criteria to hit the financial success criteria you need. 
So go to rmi.acurityscheduling.com. When you get there, so choose your date, choose your time, important, choose your time zone, choose your time zone. And what you're then going to get is an email of confirmation. You're going to get sent some really cool, you're going to get the video sent straight away. You're going to get the report sent. It's some really, really cool stuff sent straight away. It's rmi.acurityscheduling.com. But I want you to come to that knowing niche is key. Don't be a douchebag and be an action taker. What I don't want to do is give you my time and also take up your time. And then we, we have 15 minutes and it's like, yeah, this is, this is cool. Right, let's spend another 45 minutes together. And then I give you your plan. And that, on the strategy session, that's what we're doing. By the way, this isn't some um, under the radar sales thing. I never, ever talk about any of my programs, only if you ask me. It's, I'm, going to give you a, a, I'm going to give you your plan. Now, I haven't done this years and years and years. I know that 95% of people are going to go, wow, tell me more. Or they're going to come back and say, right, I've thought about this. So it's, um, it's just about giving. But don't come to this call if you're not an action taker. Because what I don't want to do is um, I spoke with Randy for 45 minutes. He gave me a plan. What changed? Nothing. And then underneath it, what do you do? Oh, nothing. So only come if you get the concept of niche. You're not a douchebag. And you get action. Say, so I'd rather you come with a blank canvas and you've got desire than you've got every qualification in recruitment and business, but you're not going to take action. So it's rmi.acurityscheduling.com. You're going to get the six videos. And remember, I want you to actually fix a problem. So an additional thing to do before that call is this. Go to your workbook. I want you to detail what's the number one thing that's holding you back. So Andy, I haven't, plain and simple, I haven't got clients. Or um, Andy, I, I just can't scale. I've been doing 250K now for the last four years. My specific question is, is what? How do I get Java developers in investment banking to, to what? Or how do I get clients in this niche um, in my inbox? Or so give me the number one thing that's holding you back. Give me the specific question. Then I want you to look at the projects we've been through. And at the bottom, I want you to detail, right, I think this could be fixed by project four, by campaign automation. I think maybe the actions are number one. I don't know exactly who my client is. I've, I haven't got a database, number two. And uh, number three, I haven't got any automation. I want you to come. I want you to start to get the neural pathways firing. Pointless you and I talking, just shooting the breeze. Now, I've got members who've been with me for six years. Why? Because they come to me to get 200K, then 500K, then 750, then a mil, and we've become close. But this first in time we speak, I want you to come, and I want you to come prepared. I want you to come serious about your business. So pull up the sheet. Now, remember also, the action pages. What are the specific projects, insights, actions, and questions you've got? So we can dig deep on those. So we can dig deep on those, okay? Bring those so we know exactly what we need to be focusing on. With that, I'm going to know exactly how to help you. I'm going to know exactly how to help you. Um, key thing, my job's always the how. So the how is my job. My job is the how. So now one of the things we got, uh, I don't know if you can see my screen. So this is, uh, the, this is the roadmap. So this is the actual the level well, some of the roadmap that we go from being a startup through to being a seven-figure business. So you can see we've got phase one, we've got phase two, phase three, phase four, phase five, phase six, phase seven, phase eight, phase nine, phase ten, okay? So these are the actual, this is the roadmap to create a seven-figure recruitment straight search business owner. I'm not going to go into too much detail. I'm going to be respectful of my members who've um, 
well, they paid the membership for it. But essentially, what we're talking about here, guys, is your job is to get phase one done. Is to get phase one done. So phase one is getting essentially campaigns running for clients, for candidates, and getting paid. So although there's a lot here, the reality is you only focus on phase one probably in the first 90 days and then move on from into phase two, et cetera, et cetera. But phase one, um, Keith, Keith, uh, that best month ever from the beach, that's still in phase one. Uh, you know, some of the things like, uh, um, you know, Brandt, for example, Brandt's doing some things now in phase, phase four. So doing some more advanced stuff. So, uh, but you're not expected to go away and know all this, guys. Although there's a lot there. See, so my job's the house. The very first thing we do is create a game plan. So we ask members to complete an audit document. And with that audit document, I go and create a game plan. From the game plan, I lay out the exact steps of the first 90 days, 30 days, seven days. And from there, normally it's just three to five strategies we implement, which are focused on your first constraint right now is either to get clients or candidates, I imagine. So it's to focus on getting you the clients, candidates, getting paid. From there, we move into phase two, et cetera, et cetera. So although there's nine projects, the reality is you only focus project, um, one project at a time and get into implementation steps. So lot yet there, but don't expect you all, in fact, wouldn't even want you to even think about understanding all that, <laughs> implementing, you know, this is eight years of, um, of strategy. With that said, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for being so engaging. Really, really enjoyed it. And key thing is this, do go back to the actual projects. Do go back to breaking it down into the nine boxes because that is the key. Look over your notes, look at which of those we have in place, which we don't have in place, or indeed, where's the gap? Identify that gap. That's the starting point, okay? So with that said, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. Hannah, thank you too. Mark, thank you too. Guys, giving you a big virtual high five, and I'll speak to you soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Discover how to build your recruitment employment agency using one to many automation and inbound strategies before anyone else in your market specialization. Check out RecruitmentMarketingInternational.com.